Hello and welcome once again to the Man Cave Heart of the Latest Installment. It's been a while I wasn't here last week to talk to you all about week 10 in college football. But we are back for week 11 in college football. Can you believe it's already week 11? So with this week continuing, the weather dropping in New York, it finally feels like football is here, y'all. And now that I'm saying that it feels like football is here, the game of the college football season, not up to this point, but of the season, is here. There's, I always say, look, I got a couple games for you to watch. If you're busy, if you're bored, this is the do whatever you have to do before 3.30. Do whatever you have to do after this game. But at Saturday at 3.30, on CBS, at Bryant-Denny Stadium, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, number two LSU, who are 8-0, will be taking on the number three ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, who are also 8-8 and favored by six points to win this game. Now, with the new rankings, I hope everybody knows at this point in the season not to go by the AP rankings. Those don't carry as much weight as they do. It's all about the playoff rankings. So that's what I'm going for with the rankings that I use when I talk about these two teams. And um, very interesting that Alabama came out ranked number three because ever since they went to this plus four format where it's the top four teams that qualify with the initial playoff rankings in each year the initial number three ranked team did not make the playoffs Alabama's number three is this is a must win game for me for Alabama because if they lose this game now if let's say they go and win the SEC does that automatically make them a winner and automatically qualify them? Because now you got Auburn left on the list for Alabama regular season, and you're going to probably meet up with Georgia in the SEC title. What if Georgia beats you? No way. A two-loss a two lost Alabama gets in there. But LSU, this is a must-win for them as well. They're eight, you know, this is a big-time game. And one thing that I hate about college basketball, not basketball, football, is you could beat a team that's ranked, and it's almost like you want them to be good, you beat them, and then you still want them to be good. Because LSU's win against Texas doesn't look as good now that Texas has suffered a couple of losses, but when they had played and Texas was hovering around top 10 territory, that looked like a five-star win at that point. But there's no doubt if LSU beats Alabama, there's no blue blue earth star win that you'll get than beating Alabama. Now look, LSU and Bama meet as undefeated teams during the month of November for the fourth time in history. The other three times, 72, 83, and 2011. This is the 13th consecutive meeting when both teams are ranked in the top 25. That's amazing, right? 13th consecutive meeting. Now, when you talk about LSU, and especially when you talk about the SEC, it's all about this D, LSU's DBU, 
and you're thinking they'll figure it out uh, oh but it's all about this d not so fast my friend this current lsu team that traditionally is all about this d well this o is something to make you say oh wait because this sec offense that lsu is bringing in they lead the sec in total offense with 536 yards per game they lead the sec in passing offense with 377 passing yards per game and they lead the sec in red zone efficiency with 43 scores out of 43 out of 44 attempts and they're second in scoring to who alabama but they're still they're second in scoring with 46 points per game. Alabama's leading the SEC with 48. And you always talk about this D? Well, look, the D is not the best in the SEC. It's the fourth. Their total defense, they're allowing 315 yards a game. But I will say this. Utter under Orgeron, LSU, they're 19-1 when having a 100-yard rusher. They are 31 and 2 when scoring 20 points. So bottom line, all LSU has to do is score 20 points to have a 100-yard rusher and you got this. Because with the great play of their quarterback Joe Burrow, who's pretty much at this point a walking record book for LSU quarterback right now. I mean, his completion percentage is 78.8, which is the best in the country. He's passing for 350 yards per game, 30 touchdowns, and four INTs. The guy's an amazing prospect. He's probably going to be one, if not the best quarterback, the first quarterback off the board in his upcoming draft. But of LSU's 47 touchdowns this year, one thing that I want to mention is 36 of them have come on drives in less than three minutes. So Joe Burrow is very efficient, but most importantly, he's very fast. And if Joe Burrow goes off, you're thinking about all this secondary action and how you can apply pressure, that allows the run to develop and manifest. And like I just told you, they've only had one loss under their present head coach when they have a 100-yard rusher. And could you imagine out of 33 games, they've won 31 when they scored 20 points or more? That's amazing right there. But, I mean, there's a lot of talent, wide receiver core, defensive back core, front seven, and the running backs that they have. The LSU team is pretty stacked, but playing at Alabama, it's going to be no easy task. Although this is an afternoon game, this is going to be about as pressure-packed, tougher game that LSU, with the talent that they have, will have played in a long time. And, you know, on a sidebar, I wonder how many future NFL players are going to be playing in this game. I mean, you know that Burroughs is getting drafted. You know that a couple of DBs and maybe some of these wide receivers from LSU are getting drafted. I mean, there must be a plethora. I mean, I wonder how many scouts. I mean, I wonder how many two-win teams out there, hint, hint, New York Giants, have scouts at this game trying to get the top talent to their team. But let's flip the coin. Let's talk about the home team. Alabama, the Crimson Tide. They lead this series 53 wins, 25 losses, and five ties. At home, they are 13 and 7, and they've won eight consecutive games against LSU. 
Now, Alabama, they have won 31 straight and 48 of the last 49 games at home. Talk about an advantage. Talk about home cooking. Talk about come with your A game or don't even come at all. And they lead the nation with 1.6, meaning they get one and a half, close to two turnovers per game. So that home field advantage really is a home field advantage. And Tua Tiger Viola, the quarterback, who is probable with an ankle injury, I'm not going to break any news, but I, I have a good guess that he'll be playing in this game and Alabama will need him. Because his completion percentage is 74.7. He's passing for 310 yards per game, 27 touchdowns and two INTs. But most importantly, his escapability, his ability to throw on the run. Those are his strengths. With this ankle injury, I think that's going to be negated. I think with this ankle injury, you're going to see a lot of short passes, not a lot of plays where he's going to take a seven-step drop, evade an edge or a pass rusher, and really throw the ball deep. I think it's going to be short slants, screens, inside plays, plays in which there's really no reading of the defense. It's just whap, whap, and the ball's right there. LSU, they're going to have to come with pressure, but most importantly, when you play a Nick Saban team, you know it's all about stopping the run. If you can't stop the run, it's like peeling a scab off real, real, real slow because Nick Saban can't and will lullaby you to sleep with that D. I mean, with the run game. Now, got to make a pick. This is going to be tough because I think my friend, my good friend Sam at work is going to be mad at me. I think this is going to be a tight game. It's going to be a single-digit winning performance by whomever the winner is. I think Joe Burrow is going to show up and blow up. But I think the defense is going to make the stops when they need to. Tua's going to make the plays when he needs to. And that home court, home field advantage is really going to pay dividends. I'm picking Alabama to win, not by six. I could see them winning by like a field goal. Let's make this three points. I could see Alabama winning by now, there are some other cool games that are going on this weekend. I mean, at noon, if you wake up early enough and you're really bored and have nothing to do, you have 8-0 undefeated number four ranked Penn State at number 17th ranked Minnesota, who are also 8-0. Penn State's favored to win this game. Why is this a big game? Because currently, if the standings were to end today, Penn State would be in the playoffs. And they're at Minnesota. Minnesota's undefeated. They're a very good team. This is a game in which if Penn State takes them in any way, lightly, this could be an upset. And thus forth, shifting the top 10. There's, there's other games that I'm looking at. I don't really see any that stick out to me. I mean, there's, there's um, you know, number 18, Iowa, who are 6-2. Going up against 13th ranked Wisconsin, who are 6-2. And Wisconsin is favored to win by nine in this game. But this game starts at 4 o'clock. The problem is, is that LSU-Bama game is going to be on. And if you're not a fan of that, I would say turn to this. But this is a game where it's going to be heavy defense and a lot of run and play action to get the ball down the field. If that's what you like, 
watch this game, but that the the LSU Alabama, that's the Maybach, that's the Mercedes. Iowa Wisconsin, that's the Dodge uh F150, that's the Honda Accord, okay? Now, um just because I'll be a homer right now, Saturday at 7.30 on the ACC Network, you're going to have 15th-ranked Notre Dame, who are 6-2, coming off of a victory against Virginia Tech, playing unranked Duke, who are 4-4. Four four. Notre Dame, they are favored by eight points to win this game. Two weeks ago, when they got bludgeoned by Michigan, winning last week was a very, very big win because that restores the confidence not only in Book, Ryan Kelly, the head coach, the players, and more so the media to sit there and say, look, we understand that you guys don't play good and are incapable of winning these big showcase games, but can you guys win the games that you're supposed to win? And it was a struggle, and it came down to it being under a minute, but Notre Dame pulled it out. Now I feel that coming into this game, they might get their swagger back, not because Duke is soft or weak. They're not. Because the head coach of this team is the personal quarterback, was, I should say, the personal quarterback coach of Peyton and Eli Manning, Super Bowl champions. And we all know the last time Duke played Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, Notre Dame was up 14-0, and Duke came back and won this game. Who was their quarterback? Daniel Jones. Did anybody know who he was? No. But what was he developed into becoming? The, the second quarterback taken in last year's draft and the current starting quarterback of the New York Giants. So I don't know who the quarterback is on Duke, but what I am saying is this is a team where they're not predicated on strength. They're not predicated on talent. They're predicated on tactics and outsmarting you. Okay? Do I think Notre Dame will win? I think Notre Dame will win. But I think this game isn't going to be a 40-10 to 10 game. This isn't going to be 37-7. This game, in my opinion, it might wind up being somewhere where it's 24-10 and it's 17-10 Irish leading going into the fourth quarter and they get a late touchdown just to solidify the game. Okay. So those are my games that I think you should pay attention to. If you weren't, uh, obviously the creme de la creme is going to be LSU at Bama, 3.30 CBS. At noon, if you're up early enough, check out that Penn State-Minnesota game because Minnesota, if they're upset-minded, that really wrecks Penn State season. And if you like tough defense and running, check out Iowa, Wisconsin, and all my Irish fans. Go Irish! You already know what time it is. Tomorrow, 7.30, we're going to be at Duke, Durham, North Carolina. Now, let's talk about a positive quote. And today's positive quote shall be more so motivational. Stop telling people your business. Some people talk to you so so they can talk about you. Okay? Stop telling people your business. Some people talk to you so they can talk about you. Once again, thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.